Welcome back, everyone, to Drunk Bible Study Bonus Edition. We are in the book of Micah, which is the sixth of the 12 minor prophets of the Hebrew Bible. So we are halfway through this prophet's hearing. Oh, yeah. Yay. Wow. Yeah, minor profiteering. Let's Minor profiteering, you're right. <laughs> there were major prophets. More than halfway through all the prophets because we already did the major ones. That's true. So all the major ones are done now. Yep, super It was done. like major, 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 minor, 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 we're done. Yep. Cool. <laughs> Correct. It's a fun time. I just want to point out that according to Wikipedia, this book has three major divisions, chapter one to two, chapter three to five, and chapter six to seven, each introduced by the word here with a pattern of alternating announcements of doom and expressions of hope within each division. Oh, so really the swapums back and forth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes sense. So, yeah, interesting. It includes a lament, a hymnic prayer of petition and confidence, and the covenant lawsuit and a distinct genre. I'm sorry, in which I'm sorry, what? Covenant lawsuit? A covenant lawsuit? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Like a, is that like a class action lawsuit? It's, it's, late. it's next week. It's going to be next <laughs> okay. week, yes. Oh, okay. gosh, we're going to find out about the class action lawsuit next week. Okay, great. Right, he's going to be like, objection! And then you <laughs> oh, know, point out some whoa. contradiction there. Maybe this is a spoiler, but this is exciting. It's a distinct genre in which Yahweh sues Israel for breach of contract of the Mosaic Covenant. What? (laughs) I didn't know God could sue you, but apparently he can. Good. That's pretty cool and pretty kind of like a little unnerving. This is amazing. Yeah, Yeah, knowing that Yahweh could sue me makes me more nervous about this podcast. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, we're definitely... Maybe he's over it by now. Although he sued them... For breach of contract. Yeah. Dedeker and I could arguably be in breach of some kind of contract we've signed at some point. Oh, that's true. I'm not. I'm certainly not. I never signed a God contract, so. Right. I definitely did for for abstinence, and I'm certainly in breach of that. So, Dedeker. I'm just waiting to get served here. Yikos. Yikos. All righty. Yeah. Well, in addition, we have a very special performance for all of you. (laughs) Let's not... Let's not overstate I know, it. Listen, Let's- <laughs> I know that you don't love for anyone to ever like hype up anything ever, regardless yeah, of what it is. Yeah, that's good. yeah exactly. Yeah. You're like, don't don't make the expectation too high. But still, we appreciate your dulcet tones and your abilities. And yeah, so you're going to give us a little performance. Can you tell us a little bit of background here about what it's like to create music? Mm. about Jesus or mm. whatever this is about. This about, is pre-Jesus, yo. About God. Yeah, wow. Well, here's, so my my personal journey with yes. music has been that uh, I like music, I like writing music, but I mm-hmm. struggle with writing lyrics. This mm. has always been a challenge for me. Since, makes sense. Since my early days of Get a know, middle school bands. Well, that's usually what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Dedeker. There she is. Okay. Perfect. perfect. You're my new lyricist. Done. Perfect. Yes. So anyway, in these days when I was, I think, a middle schooler. Wow. Whoa. Maybe wow. early high school. You did school. this in middle school? Gosh. I'm I sorry. Did. I thought you were at least like in your 20s or something. Just like, just that. That's very impressive to me. I've sang oh. all my life, but like, I can't even Gosh. fathom. No, this was creating music. Probably. No, I think this was later than middle school. I think this was probably high school, 
maybe okay. freshman or sophomore year. So, you know, 15 years old, 16 years old, somewhere around that range. Right. So I wrote this song uh, while I was in Iowa for the summer, uh, mm. seeing my dad, mm-hmm. and then performed it at church, which was cool because we we had just gotten into this new church in town that had a pretty cool youth group with a couple of girls that I was into. Oh, that's and, okay. Of course. I was going to ask, <laughs> what was your motivation for starting to write a song? Like, were you actually really moved by the Bible or did you mm. just want to try to perform? But knowing that there were some girls in the youth group, that makes more sense. Yeah. No, but though this time, this at this time in my life, it was actually because I was like super motivated about God and wanted to like... Oh, that's oh nice. gosh. That's, okay. That was also not surprising when I think about Baby I Jay. wanted to be... Yeah, I wanted to be the next DC Talk is really who I wanted to be um, because they were great. Uh-huh. This is more, I would say, closer to not that, closer to a less good kind of worship music <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay. All right. I'll just, I'll sing a little bit for you. Here's the thing. I only remember the opening of it and I don't remember anything else because okay. I was 15. So please forgive me. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, We appreciate you trying. Um, Okay, here we go. So I'm going to step back from my mic a little bit here. Okay. Okay, right. So this is the from the NIV translation of that psalm that we read. And it goes sort of like this. Um, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful song. Shout for joy to the Lord. And that's, that was it. Aww, there was probably some other verses, but lovely. that was the, the gist of it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Were the little middle schoolers throwing themselves all over you after Definitely. that? I mean, one million percent. I would. <laughs> I bet, I bet okay. you would. And then you would have to take yet another chastity belt. <laughs> another, <laughs> have to strap another chastity belt onto my 13-year-old frame. Right, on top like of the Every one time that was you show there. any yeah. sexual interest whatsoever, <laughs> slap another one on her. Slap New chastity belt. On. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Gosh. Well, that's, that's lovely. That's really sweet. Oh, your parents must have been so proud of you. I know, seriously. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, in church, I mostly did covers of, you know, DC Talk and Jars of Clay. Pretty much exclusively Classic. just those two bands. Yeah. Uh, but but then, yeah, I did perform this one original once. That's lovely. And it was good. Yeah. And then went to a theme park with our youth group and held hands with one of the girls. <gasps> oh. oh, my God. That literally made my heart skip a beat just hearing it because I remember those like theme park trips that were so exciting yeah. because they let Why did the- you all get to go to theme parks? Jeez, I'm jealous. You know, for funs. Like, Ugh. I don't know, but wow. always a theme park trip, whether it was a school trip or a youth group trip or whatever, mm-hmm. you always got a little bit more freedom yep. on the theme park trips, especially if you're, you're out at a theme enough. park, right? There's lots of room to walk yeah, around. Yeah, it's like no one's going to make sure that no one's all around you at all times. And so you could yeah. do stuff like hold some hands and Whoa. get a little bit flirty. Yeah. I think we actually held hands on the van ride there. Oh. So, wow. Or back. Well, one of those. If so, Can I just ask, if somebody saw mm. if somebody saw you holding a hand, would they be upset with you? And would they be like, no? Uh, not at my, not at that particular church. Oh, no. okay. Okay. Oh, at my church. So my church youth group in the years that I was in high school would do, on New Year's Eve, they would do a lock-in every year. Okay. Mm. So basically the idea of of like drop off your kid here and they'll stay here from like eight o'clock at night to like six in the morning the next morning. Like it's basically just like childcare 
Uh, overnight. Overnight. Uh, yeah. And and I think same thing that like Safe Grad Night tries to do. Yeah, like we're going to try to give you an night. event to go to with all your friends right. so that you're not out totally. doing dangerous things. And so, yeah, yeah we do, did a couple lock-ins. And yeah, my, my boyfriend, I think I was probably oh. 14, 15. Oh, oh, maybe a little bit older. Actually, maybe 16. I don't know. I was still a teenager. Uh-huh. Was also there at the lock-in. And Ooh. yeah, I do remember that we would be sitting around like talking with friends and he would maybe like have his hand on my back or shoulder and Whoa. like some chaperones would come by and be like, don't do that. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't we t- would, no touching. We would get scolded. No touching. Yeah. You're like... Yep. Um, we were somewhat... We were somewhat clandestine about it anyway. I, like they might have been a little weird about it. I don't know. I'm not sure. There wasn't like a strict like no holding hands kind of a rule. It wasn't that intense of a church. But I could see them being like, mm, I don't know about this. Mm. My parents were definitely that intense. Like when my mom really? even knew that like I was holding hands with anybody mm. when I first started exploring, you know, teenage relationships in high school, she was very upset. And oh, gosh. In high school? Gave some very even? Strong, yes, gave me some very strong words about the fact that it's like, you know, you can't, when you hold hands, like you create soul ties with people. Sorry, it's hilarious when I say it out loud now. Oh my but God. Soul you know, ties. It's soul <laughs> ties with people. It was okay. okay. Honestly, it was a little bit sad because I remember yeah, having my first boyfriend when I was 14, a freshman in high school, mm. and being like, I-, I should tell my mom about this. I should be honest uh-huh. about mm. this, about uh-huh. that this is going on, you know? And of course, we weren't like having sex or whatever, but, you know, we held hands and like kissed and stuff like that. And oh, oh kissing. Wow. I know. But anyway, so I resolved. I was like, I'm going to be honest with my mom about this because this is the right thing to do. That's good. And she had that response. And then just totally crushed it. Yeah. Totally crushed it, right? Because in my brain, it wasn't like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. It was like, well, I guess I'm not going to talk to my mom about this ever again. Yeah. Yep. And that's what happened. That's a lesson to you parents listening to this show. Don't (laughs) don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. Wow. Oh my gosh. I... I was gonna say, did either of you watch um, Walk Hard? No, that John C. Riley. Oh, I've seen the reefer scene. Okay, I don't believe I've seen it. It's like a parody of Walk the Line or like various music biopic type movies. Yeah, but but in it, he does this song that I think is supposed to be a parody of "I Want to Hold Your Hand" by the Beatles. Uh-huh. And he does this song and then like gets criticized afterward by a priest or something. He's like, you know who else has hands? The devil. <laughs> and he uses them for Holden. <laughs> Just oh, like, boy. It's like, what's so funny to me is that it's not very far off wow. from, the, same from the actual line, right? It's the same wow. logic. Yep. Oh, goodness. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty intense. Well, I did not have those experiences in my life. Um, but I really appreciated your song, Jace. Thank you for bringing it back after all these years, you know, more than half your life ago <laughs> that mm-hmm. you did that. Seriously. But, um, it's impressive. The power of music stays with us. And we look forward to continuing and finishing Micah next week and doing another quiz. We will see you all then. Thanks so much.